This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi guys, it's Garodin here from the Motherfucker Podcast. Uh, we just want to let you know that we're going to be doing a live show from my home turf at Electric Picnic. Please join us at 4.15 in Minefield at the Ahir Podcast stage. We're looking forward to seeing you there and hopefully we'll have some really exciting guests. Piggy out! About bleeding time, what? I think maybe that recent meme that you capitalized on, the you know, hurt me, and then you started slagging yourself for tweeting uh, in English about Irish. I think that that really you really got to yourself there, didn't you? Yeah, did it hurt you? I did basically every. Every night, what I do is I uninstall Twitter, I cry, then I wake up and I realise I have to reinstall it and apologise to it. <laughs> Twice I have said to Twitter that it's like, I'm, I'm, I have to have some time away. And then within three hours I'm there, look at this picture of a bear. But like, but like you two. I'm better than this. No, I'm not. You two provide so much joy, like with your Twitter accounts, both of you respectively. Like you just give people such joy and yet you feel you've been harassed off Twitter. I'm an arsehole on Twitter. I just, <laughs> I just go like trying to attack people who are who are mean to other people constantly. And you always, and, and you always get I love fa- going back fair into cop, room. mate. Sorry, Patter, I won't do it again. Won't do it again. I'll stop being a racist. Yeah, I wish it was like that. Yeah. Twitter Wait, is a bit it, of a cesspool yeah. at times. It, it can be. But yeah. you two bring so much joy, Ruth. You bring so much joy. It's true. Go on. For those of you who are unfamiliar with, uh, my Ruth's head is work, small Ruth. right now. Let's spell it. Go on. <laughs> Ruthie Fitz, also known as the Other Ireland Account has been one of the absolute breakthrough Twitter accounts of 2018. Obviously, you've been tweeting before that, but I think this Not year, very well. But this year, I think just things really kicked off. The hashtag that, content became hashtag fire. Mm-hmm. In that people... I, and I, my brother lives in the United States of America, and they don't use the word fancy much. Like fancy, <laughs> I, Whenever we say fancy dress, they're like, what do you mean, costume? But fanciness is a very important concept. It is. And you have taken fanciness, you have mm-hmm. taken... Animals and what you have taken cuddly content, but there's a lot going on behind the big fluffy. But you see, it's not it's not really cuddly. So like, um, the other day I was um, watching Song of the Sea, and um, I started crying, and my brother-in-law looked over and he was like, "Ruth, are you crying?" And I was like, "I am," 
not because of anything that was said or done, just because they had a picture of a seal. And it, seals are so sturdy. They're mm. so fancy. So, yeah, no, we were just talking about like how... Does fanciness bring you to tears? It can do, especially if they're sturdy. Is it a kind of a, a life-affirming sturdiness? I, 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 like, it's just, they're so like big and round and it's just, yeah. Like, I mean, how, yeah. could, you, how could you look at a seal? And not be happy. My daughter's favorite cartoon is called Puffin Rock. It's made in Northern mm-hmm. Ireland, and it involves a, a, a puffin called Una and her sister I'm and well her brother. So her brother <laughs> called, uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Tell me more. Tell me more. There's a seal in it called Sel- Silky, which is like Selkie, mm-hmm. the Scottish oh, yeah, kind of the mermaids. mythical um, uh, sea creature. And yeah, it's it is just the, the loveliest, softest show. But uh, we were arguing about this recently. I was arguing with other parents, and I was saying that Peppa Pig is a Tory. But you know, um, valid. <laughs> but like, and and Peppa Pig frequently endorses very unlife affirming messages, and has a kind like of a stupid daddy, and has an edge lord edginess, mm. an edge lord kind of darkness to it, which you know maybe some these post 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 millennial you know two two yeah. three year olds maybe relate to. I will say, I'm I'm not part of this group of people who believe that goals are all bad, and I feel like there is you know there are plenty of Okay, yeah, maybe the grey back gold's not the black gold's not great, um, but I and the herring gold, okay, is a bit of a dick. But I just I just <laughs> think that there's a very like it's kind of brushes over the fact that there are some good gulls and other uh, seabirds Hashtag in Puffin Rock. Not all gulls. Not all gulls. Not all gulls. Um, so I I do feel like I just wanted like yes, we can endorse Puffin Rock, but sometimes they are perhaps a little bit anti gull. Yeah. Well, Gullist, yeah. Gullist. I mean, can, can I go back to seals for a second? Because yes. you yes. look at seals and you just see sturdiness and mm-hmm. fanciness. I look at seals and I just wonder, how do they sneeze jellyfish? Yes. Yes. How does yes. that happen? Because this is this is one of the, 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 the most beloved um, Irish language words for an animal. And believe me, we're going to have more of these. Ooh, what? Ooh. Can you imagine? <laughs> this, is an, this is an animal name heavy episode, folks. It, what? Brace yourselves. The Irish for a a jellyfish, smuggle around. Smuggle around, which means seal snot. Seal snot. Yeah. Although sometimes it's given us seal spit, which I don't like. I think. (laughs) No, no, no. I know. It's it's important to say that at the context of the time, first of all, um, a lot of these dictionaries, the older dictionaries, Mm -hmm. were compiled by priests who were very kind of uh, prudish. Anti snot. Anti snot. And the thing is also back in those days, I mean, if you think about now when everyone's, you know, everyone's eating donuts and sipping fancy coffees and maybe when they make a spit, it's very small. Back in the old days, people would chow on tobacco. A spit was a lot closer to... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hawk yeah, 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 that bad boy up. Yeah. Get one of those good ones going from the back of the throat. Like... Can't take you anywhere. And when you do see a jellyfish on the beach, it does look a bit like a... Yeah, it does. It, it does look like one of those ones from the back of the chest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One of those <laughs> ones that maybe you should be going to see the doctor with. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely looks like a, a stevedore who's been chewing tobacco yeah. all night. And possibly this, getting in this might This might be a little bit, you know, tangent, but I get the impression you don't mind. Um, <laughs> Whatever gave you that impression. <laughs> but um, one thing I do enjoy is using the my main unit of measurement being a miggledy, um, mm-hmm. which is approximately 1.63 metres in mm. width and recently there was quite a presidential measurement if I do yeah, um, what I makes you say, say that hmm? oh yeah oh sorry never made that connection for you but there was recently a Miggledy sized jellyfish I think in Mayo an entire Miggledy an entire wow. Miggledy I mean that was the headline 
So I don't know. It could have been. The it headline was it, a Miggledy. I think it could have been a ninety percent Miggledy. I don't know, but it was. It was. It was. It was, it was described as one Miggledy. It was described in, as a Miggledy with of a jellyfish. With I'm with a, as in as in the head of a jellyfish. So presumably, then the tendrils were huge. Yeah, there were quite, quite <clears throat> a multiple of Miggledy's. Sabina <laughs> length tentacles. Well, no, you're talking about maybe five to ten Sabina length tentacles, really. Which is which is. Seven to fourteen Miggledies. Miggledies, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. I'm glad you mentioned Miggledy, uh which I mean which some people get this apparently have reference to connect to Michael D. Higgins. Oh yeah. And some, yeah, yeah. This is this is a weird theory I've heard. <laughs> I, mean, I know we, we use Miggledy all the time in different contexts, but Miggledy Higgins is someone who is outwardly cuddly, friendly and adorable, but but behind that all there is a life of dedication to mm-hmm. um supporting unpopular causes before they're popular, being an absolute firebrand, being deeply intelligent, deeply concerned with social issues and not taking it anymore underneath the cuddly surface. Yes, like seals. I dozed off a bit for the start of that. I assume you were talking about me. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> <you know. laughs> Like okay. seals. Like seals. And you know... What I, so so is is our beloved and cherished president sturdy and fancy? See, I, I, I try and like, I, I feel like the word fancy has been kind of, you know. It, it, Misunderstood. Yeah. So, so I mean, not everything that is great is fancy. No, I know. So, but have you ever yeah. seen his suits? Yeah. He's rocking it. That yeah. tweed. Oh, amazing. I'm not sure it's fancy. Really? Not a like, lot of guys like, can if, wear I think, like, I think, yeah, that's true. But I think like if he had like extra feathers coming out that like I've, you know, did a bit of a mating dance or something, that would be a bit more fancy. But I, I mean, think... Maybe he does. Okay. He's, he's well, quite monogamous and what he and Sabina do behind closed true. doors. That is we, true. We don't, we don't, but like if you talk it. about a bird of paradise, I mean, that's fancy. Okay. So why don't you tell us what you understand fancy to be and fancy not to be? <laughs> I mean, look, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's thrown about <laughs> quite liberally. Yes. Um, but no, I, I think, you know, for me at the moment, you know, my my, my preferences change. And right now I'm all about the sturdy and yes. and things that are about Michael D. Higgins size. And yes, he is. He is. Uh, see, I think I think he's too presidential, which is just mm. as well because he's president uh, to be fancy. I think I think it takes away from. The honor of his office and his sturdiness. Yeah. <laughs> is there an element of um, superfluous uh, marvelousness and fanciness? Yes, yes, mm-hmm. there is. Um, the yeah. complete opposite of Joyce's scrupulous meanness. Look, <laughs> I know we've. You I'm... had to bring Joyce into it. I do. People hate him. You just had yeah. to bring Joyce into this. Like, just. <laughs> And someone recently told me that I was no Joyce on Twitter. (laughs) You should take that as a compliment. No, that's why why I said it. It was like, okay, you show me where Joyce has used a dictic to greater comedic effect, and then we can talk about how we compare. Yeah. Because right now, I'm on a different spectrum. No, I, I think so. You're up on Dick Dick Cloud 9 up there. Uh-huh. He hasn't even ascended to Dick Dick Paradise. No, no. no. Yeah. He, he just sees there's an antelope. I, and yeah, yeah and same but he write, but he writes you know 50 pages about that antelope I just put up a picture of a dick dick and we're ready to go because <laughs> a picture's worth a thousand words yeah. uh, suck it Jimmy Joyce in light wow need an editor that's all I'm saying in light of our um, dear father's son um, driving listenership um, can we clarify that dick dick is a species of bird 
No, it's an antelope. Antelope. It's an antelope. A kind yes. of antelope. Yeah. But yeah, no, I think when a lot of people say, talk about Joyce as this, uh, you know, marvelous, you know, guy who racked against system. But I think fatherhood has completely <sighs> changed my attitude in that by the time he finished Ulysses, you know what, his, his family were in so much poverty. He had kids, he had a wife, and he thought, oh, I'm going to spend, you know, 17 years writing a book no one can read. I mean, you, you've got three masterpieces down. Maybe it's time to write a, 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 a cheesy thriller about a bunch of jewel yeah. thieves in Monte Carlo. Yeah. You know. The only thing is Bram Stoker did that and then he died in penury. So, I mean, mm. I, I, just, I just think that maybe Irish writers, they're just, you know, set up a Patreon or something because, like, <laughs> you, you can't handle the money. Yeah, I'm not sure Patreon was open to Stoker at the time. Wasn't it? No. Mm. Oh, okay. And he was dying of syphilis in Victorian London. Ah, sure, that was all the rage then, though. Like, it's not, it doesn't have the same weight now. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine, he's like, that's, you know, your name's Bram and you're dying of syphilis. It's like, oh, God, what, what else is going to happen? First I'm called Bram, now this. But yeah, there was yeah. a lot in between. In fairness to Bram Stoker, there's <laughs> like, a lot in between him oh, getting the name and dying of syphilis. Was he, there? He achieved quite a bit. It's, yeah, he, he. Yeah, I don't he think. I a, don't think he was the he most. He was a very successful theatre manager, was, but for very poor investments. That yeah, unfortunately, led to. I, I feel. I feel. I feel bad for his wife and many, many children. And he, he had a brother, a doctor. <laughs> a brother, what? a doctor. He had a brother, a doctor, and it's, he was really <laughs> jealous of his brother. It's, it's so, like it's like um, Richard and David Attenborough had a brother. I think John. I want to say who was a very, very successful car salesman, and he was very successful and very happy. And you know, fair play. So. Um, there are a lot of Irish words we could use for fancy. Yeah, yeah one of which is fancy. Fancy. Tasha, on a fancy, I thought. Um, one of the ones that's recommended to us by the good people at folklore.ie is, is Galanta. Or, hmm. or Galanta, if you're from Ulster. But who cares about that? Um, <laughs> Galanta. Which is nice. I like my personal favourite, I think, for the kind of fancy that, that, that yeah. you're all about, is Gloche. I just yeah. think it's got a lovely I automatic peer. It sounds like it sort of twinkles almost. Yeah. But there's also Ordnosuch or Notionuch. So I think there's a danger that we stray a bit into notiony when we yeah, talk about Yeah, and fancy. we don't want to be notiony now. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an important, like a subtle difference. And last year I was lucky enough to have Emer and Sarah from the Oh My God, What a Complete Ashland project on. And we were able to talk about the the inclusion of a new Irish word into English, Ashling, and what mm-hmm. that meant. And obviously there was the, the concept of notions, but notions is completely different from fanciness. Yeah. And which, yeah, which deals... Can we explore that a bit? How so? Like, well, like, can a donut, really can a donut ever be truly fancy? Like, like, at a certain point, if your normal donut starts getting too much stuff going on, is it fancy? Or is it, or is it just pure notions and you've just spent 450 on it? So, so is the donut fancy axis a pure binary from brand, if a seagull from sorry a gull was e- was eating a donut that could be quite fancy. So context is everything. Context is everything. Ah, right. I, I I think I understand it a bit better now. It's it's almost like a, a process of, of elevation and inclusion. It's true. It's true. And this would be. <laughs> I know you, you. Sorry, I'm still totally <laughs> down with the just idea of a gull eating a donut. Yeah. Well, I because ha- they I've, will eat anything. They will, yeah. And well, they do. A, a gull isn't normally invited to this party, but when the gull when the gull arrives and mm-hmm. and pre- presents himself or herself, or with, herself with an appropriate yeah. amount of class, then suddenly we are absolutely in fancy territory. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, my my dad lives in Scaries, so I have 
much gull. It's a bit of mutton dressed as lamb, though, isn't it, really? Because who invites a gull to their party? Depends what kind of gull it is. Suppose, but still, um, still, I mean, listen, and do, and do, and, and, and do we, like, and, and is a fulmer a gull? Would you say? I, like, I mean, I don't know. Like, I think no, any party, yeah, I think, I, okay. Is it a seagull, though, given that there's no such thing as a seagull? See, if there's no such thing as a seagull, it's not a seagull, Ruth. You've answered that one yourself. Have you okay. ever seen a seagull? Yeah, loads of times. Yeah, so a fulmer's a seagull. Ooh. <laughs> anyway. But they're not. They're yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm aware of that. <laughs> this is what will be called by future generations the fulmer paradox. The, the fulmer paradox, yeah. The fulmer paradox. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like Schrodinger's cat, except interesting. <laughs> Schrodinger's cat is interesting, it's and it also isn't simultaneously at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Result. Lovely. But the Irish for seagull is whale on. Well, except there's, there's no such thing as a seagull. There's no such thing as a seagull. There's no such thing there's as a seagull. So, it's, it's the Irish for gull. Okay, but it is, this would translate it as a canning of sorts as wolf bird. Oh, yeah. Although, yeah, because they'll literally eat anything. Yeah. Like, but, seriously, one of the things I, I like to do on occasion is um, go to Hoth. And sit in the sunshine mm. and order a snack box out of the chipper yeah. and throw the chicken to the gulls and watch the cannibals that I have created. Oh. <laughs> uh, no, sorry, 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 sorry. Now, this is one thing that I have an issue with. Warped, yeah. No, no, no. That we start calling it cannibals because they're eating chicken. Sorry, now, we don't call it cannibals when we eat created. beef. The predators. Just because they're both birds. Like when we eat mammals, we don't be talking about... Yeah. Yeah, it, it, we'd, we'd have to enter have, some I, sort I, of... No, it's absolutely no, right. No, you're 100% no, 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 correct. No, no. You're 100% correct. Yes, I have created <laughs> predators. <laughs> you have. Yesterday there was a headline that a cannibal bears Asia warden. Oh, that just wasn't <laughs> on. That just wasn't on because they can eat all the wardens they want. Yeah, but it kind of implied that the warden was also a bear. <laughs> it was <laughs> a cannibal <laughs> warden. They, did they eat Smokey the bear? I think they did. Oh, oh good no. grief. Only you can... Bur- <laughs> Stop eating me. Ah! And then it went on fire. It's when they were. I'm only you could have prevented that. Really. I know. <laughs> See, if, when, when I introduce Kamchatka yeah. brown bears into the Phoenix Park, there will be no fires. There sure as heck won't. Sam Elliott was the famously the voice of the Smokey the Bear. It still is. Sam Elliott's still around. <laughs> Sorry, if he's not dead. Famously, Sam Elliott. <laughs> Sam Elliott was in the original His Dark Materials trilogy, but he didn't play the bear. And oh. his, his Dark Materials, or the, the Northern Lights, had, like has a great bear character, Yarek Bernson. Mm-hmm. And they thought, well, let's let's get the guy who's, who's the most famous bear voice in the world and not have him play the bear. But they're doing, at least they're, they're having another shot at this this time. Can I, like, for anybody who is not a huge fan of Kamchatka brown bears or yeah. Philip Pullman, can I just normalize this a little bit? <laughs> Sam Elliott is the cowboy from The Big Lebowski. And he is. That, no, no, no. That's all we need. <laughs> that is it now put into a pop culture reference for you. We'll do, we'll he was this, in Roadhouse. We'll do a course he was Patrick we'll Swayze's best friend in Roadhouse. We'll and he was denied an Oscar. We'll do. <laughs> From Oscar contender Rotos. <laughs> <clears throat> Sam Elliott is that guy who's the cowboy in almost everything. Hey, hey, Derek here. And Gerodian here. We just want to tell you about the Dublin Podcast Festival, which is coming this autumn. We're going to be doing a live show at the Sugar Club on the 10th of October. We're going to do an hour long special on satire from the old medieval times up to the present day. And we're going to be doing a collaboration with the Irish History Podcast. They're going to be there too, so we're going to have a lot lot of fun. You can buy tickets now at Ticketmaster. Oh, right. (laughs) 
or yes, or even look up, look up DublinPodcastFestival.ie. Will you be joined by some of your mother folklore regulars, such as myself and Emer Duffy and Patter? Oh yeah, Hooker that guy as well. That guy as well. <laughs> so it's going to be a lot of fun, and we can't wait to see you there. Since we're on the topic of bears, yes, yes. Kamchatka bear. brown bear. Smokey was a Kamchatka brown bear. I did not know that. He wasn't. Was he not? No, I just threw that out there. <gasn't> What? Oh, no, I, I assume, like, I assume they, he lived. Where did he live? Knockwell Ver Grizzly or the uh, Ver Bear California. Oh, oh, bear California. All, all well, okay. Californian brown bear. Was he in California? Uh, he was all over the goddamn north northern United Grizz, States. So a grizzly bear is an all ver. Olver, a grizzly bear is an olver. Yeah, olver, olver. One translation of olver. Olver Leah. Super bear. Yeah, class. but it's the only it's the only bear that I could find that had that title, and it's not the largest subspecies of brown bear. I'm just going to put it out there. What's the largest? Is it the Kodiak bear? Yes. Yeah, which is the closest relative uh, to the extinct Irish brown bear. <gasps> oh, <laughs> bringing Tell the facts. Us more. Um, well, not not much is known about it. I did okay. read a paper about it today, but yeah, I didn't take much from it. Was it huge? Um, no, no, I don't. I, I, there isn't a huge amount of information on that, but like it's the reason we talk about it is because I think something like forty six percent of um, polar bear DNA on the macho line comes from it, or oh. from a bear that was related very closely to the. Wow. And people will know this if they get their craft beer from um, Aldi because they put that fact on the bo- on the back of the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! Because I remember I used to know all about the Cyclops because Monster Munch they had the series on animals, but the only animal, the only monster, or the series on mythological creatures uh-huh. on the back of Monster Munch. And they yeah, the facts. only one was the Cyclops. Cyclops. <laughs> <laughs> he only did one print run. <laughs> and we had a friend who grew up in the same road as us, and he said, "Oh, well, when I'm over in England, you know, visiting the English cousins, they have all these other, you know, mythological creatures. Like, they do not. <laughs> He's up. Oh, they do." But- monster Munch, monster, English Monster Munch is like it's like pickled onion flavor. It's manky. It's not even. Generic spicy flavor like it's our monster, Marmite flavor, which is actually called Mighty Munch these days because of copyright issues. Yeah, well, like what's what? That's like, is there another Monster Munch? Yeah, the Tan Monster Munch. Do you know a Taz what? is called a Freddo Caramel? A what? A Taz is called a Freddo Caramel. Did they lose the rights to the Tasmanian? Devil? I don't know. Maybe they never had it in the first place. They did have it. It like, was part of our formative is, years. Is this what happened to Star Bars as well? What, they lost the rights to stars? <laughs> <laughs> Star Bar became like a Morrow Caramel or something. It's a boost. Oh no, it's a boost caramel. A boost. Because Morrow's are boosts now. I always pronounced it Morrow. <laughs> huh? Yeah, Morrow. It's a Morrow. Morrow. Yeah, why would we a Morrow? Morrow. It would need two R's to be a Morrow. Yeah. <laughs> like so, a dime or a dame. Is, like, I mean, obviously it's, it's, dime. it's, it's dime obviously a dime. Both, it's, it's just the German spelling. Yeah. Of the word dime is D. But can you still get dimes or are they now all? No, they're all like they made them in Germany. They just yeah. simplified the packaging. You know what I found out this morning? Go on. Oh, God. Kulak is sponsored by Cadbury's. What? If you walk into Kulak Village, there's a little <laughs> plaque that says, Welcome to Kulak Village. And it says, Sponsored by Cadbury's. Did it, you know? Now, I assume, uh, really, I, realistically, I, the plaque is sponsored by Cadbury's, but sure. it doesn't read like that. Yeah. It says, top to bottom, welcome to Kulak Village, sponsored by Cadbury's. But Kulak is the snack food capital of Ireland. So they have Manhattan peanuts are made there as well. Yeah, but but let's be fair, there's a little spot in County Meath where, you know... Uh, not hearing it. Potatoes <laughs> <laughs> and hunky-dories are made almost side by side. No. 
I, I recently visited that factory and I have to say that there were other crisps in there that I've never seen before. When I was, I was, I can't remember them now. <laughs> <laughs> that was just a little bit of a side anecdote. But yeah. It's like a, a savoury version of Willy but Wonka. talking about, uh, you know, combining our two subjects. Yes. Um, I think it was 1982. Someone will correct me. Mm. Um, Ireland. Derek will, because he's old <laughs> enough to remember 1982 and I'm not. Um, two uh, panda bears visited Dublin Zoo, I think, for six months or a year. Oh, yeah. And they were sponsored by West Coast Cooler. No. <laughs> yep. I was going to say Kit Kat because of the iconic <laughs> Kit Kat ad. West Coast Cooler. I assume they'd be sponsored by Panda Spread, the peanut butter chocolate spread. Oh, that, that would have been a, that's that's an opportunity that the panda yeah. people still kick themselves <laughs> over missing out on. The great thing about pandas is obviously panda diplomacy is a thing mm. and that the Chinese government use, often give pandas to lesser zoos just to basically what to would, snub bigger zoos. What would the Irish version of panda diplomacy be? What fancy animal could we... What fancy domestic animal could we give to other countries to make them more? It's obviously going to be Chinook diplomacy here, isn't it? Is it uh, really? I don't, know. I don't think people would be impressed. Only people yeah. be impressed. The urban fox is is a, is like it's vermin. I love them. They're deadly. They it, look great, but it does it, it meets the definition of vermin because they kill more than they need to eat, so yeah. that, that they don't have predatorial grace. Yeah, Yeah, I think. Our hares are an interesting subspecies. No one's going to care. <laughs> but, no one cares uh, about hair. But we could, we could possibly. A guria. Guria diplomacy. Like stick that over. I, well, I, I think people are going to be interested. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. I'm all about we, we, have, we have to, we have to just uh, come out the... of the UN. We have no diplomacy <laughs> yeah, we have no animals to give you. <laughs> I'm all about the pine martens. They're gorgeous. Yeah. Pine martens are gorgeous. Yeah. Funny story I with love the pine martens. Um, is... <laughs> this better be funny. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you said it. <laughs> Cron Koch. Cot, cot Crown. Oh, sorry, Catch Crown. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's a tree cat. Yeah, yeah. It, but, and this is the thing that, that um, there's a there's a risk a while back that the red squirrel is going to be extinct because the mm-hmm. grey squirrel is taking all their food. But this is this trend has been reversed recently. People have been seeing a lot more red squirrels because the pine martens have been killing the grey ones yeah. because the red squirrels can get into teeny tiny branches yeah. that the grey squirrels can't. I'm going to say something very controversial. <gasps> And I might be kicked out of the studio, maybe even out of the country. Never. I have no issue with grey squirrels. <sighs> they are killing the red squirrels. Look, they no, are going to murder I, the domestic. I just, I just, no, no, no. I'm not talking, like, I'm not talking about it in terms of the ecosystem, whatever. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Red squirrels should take over. I'm talking about from purely looking at the two squirrels. Oh, I yeah. feel the grey squirrel, it's, dare I say, sturdy. Yeah. And it is very bouncy. And it's always on the ground. And I'm like, yeah, we got a thing going on. Like, we, we, we understand each other. You let me come, you know, five meters away from you. And like, then you scurry away and you stare at me for a bit. This is the thing. If you want to look at a wild animal that isn't a big, a big, a big, like, baby and like runs away immediately. Like, like a lot of things, a fox and a badger will just run away. But a gray squirrel is like, yeah, go on, have a look. Look at my big fluffy tail. Yeah. And a red squirrel, its tail, it's just not doing it for me. It's, it's a bit ratty for me. Ooh, oh, yeah. that is that, the so most there, controversial there. thing ever uttered on this podcast. I'm going to get so much hate the, mail. The Irish Forest Girls era, which sounds too much like a um, an organisation, a paramilitary organisation to ever become a popular girl's name, which it really <laughs> could have. Because era, you know, you think, you know, there's, there's other creatures that have become names. Sive. Yeah. Sivine. Yeah. 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 Uh, Fia. 
Fia is a very popular name and, mm-hmm. and, and, and means deer. And Oshin. Oshin, young deer. Yeah. yeah. And I recently was brought was brought to my attention that a, a that there was a young a, a girl who was named Shunokin, which oh, is wow. gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It's lovely. I think f- how how is that not a fox. huge name? Yeah. Little Fox. Well, let's be fair, everybody's gonna be singing Jimi Hendrix at her for her entire life. Foxy. Will they though? <laughs> I, I would not have got that connection. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because I know a guy called Joe, and, he, and I, because of those, you get, hey, Joe, a lot. Like, I did Joe. know a Yolene who got Jolene a lot. Oh, God, Yolene. Yolene. She was from the Netherlands. Ah, the Netherlands. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yolene, Yolene, I'm begging you, don't take my man. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yolene. Yolene. But yeah. Shunakin is, is gorgeous. It's yeah. great. I know a fella who's, um, I know actually what's really, really popular, I know a couple of full-grown adults called Kuon and a few kids called Kuon as well. And it's lovely and it means mm-hmm. little wolf cub as well. Like So it's it's really, really nice. Mm. I remember when we, um, when my wife and I were expecting our first child and we found out it was a girl, it went, it was, it was a, there was a part of, an element of relief in that we, we had no agreement on boys' names at all. <laughs> and because, and I was saying, uh, one of the names I thought, you know, why isn't, why aren't there more boys called Kukola? And she's like, that's like calling your son Superman. Yeah, it's true. You got to name him Clark and well, let him become Superman. Also, like, I mean, like, I'm not sure you want all of like Kukulin's attributes. Yes, that's true. Um, he he, he was, had, was a bit. He was a maybe like yeah, not son-in-law material. Also, no. like when, when he got teenager. when he got angry, like one of his yeah. eyes fell out and like one of his thighs, like, out of yeah, his forehead, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think you know. If you stop short of full restrict, it can be quite quite charming. But mm-hmm. you never you never go full restrict. You never go. you never go full restrict. <laughs> I um yeah we we had we had agreement on on boys' names and luckily mm-hmm. enough we had a boy so it was good. Otherwise we could still be debating what the child's name is. Mm-hmm. These things can happen. But while we are all here, and not many people, I mean, you will have thousands of of adoring followers on Twitter. But Thank they, you. They don't. <laughs> Ruthie, <laughs> but they don't all know that you have a solid, sturdy background in Celtic civilization. Well, I mean, it depends what you mean by sturdy. <laughs> I mean fancy. Ruthie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you have a, a knowledge of other. I did, yes. <laughs> let's, of, let's, of, let's. Okay, you you are you have a, a general awareness yeah. of some of the vocabulary and other. Gaelic stroke Celtic mm-hmm. stroke whatever we're calling people from these islands who aren't English. I I loved grammar. That was my thing. Excellent. Um, and I didn't have the best uh, Irish teaching in secondary school. So when I went to oh, let's not go in there. Okay. <laughs> so when traumatic experience for us all, really. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> so uh, when I went to UC, I was like, oh, oh, those Gaelic are so scary. Without actually basing it on anything. Yeah. So I decided, I'll just study Old Irish. <laughs> That'll um, show them. <laughs> Not uh, just Old Irish, though. No, medieval Welsh, um, oh. modern Breton. Yeah. And by myself, a bit of so Gaelic and Manx. Anyone, I love is Manx. Listening, anyone is listening to this and has ever heard anyone call Irish a useless subject. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Exhibit A. <laughs> Do you know, like, so now, because it's been several years, um, it, like it's not quite as easy anymore but there was a time that like when you know you had three Celtic languages at least you know mm-hmm. medieval whatever it, it did become quite fun to like take out something in Cornish and just you know try and get at it because once you have like one P two Q 
Celtic languages, you can just try to, you know. Yeah. Just sort of recognize the words yeah. here and there. Like, I used to you speak... can't speak it, but you can look to it and it could be a puzzle. Yeah, you know? I, used to, I used to speak a lot more Scots Gaelic than mm. I did. And like having your Scots Gaelic and your Irish meant you could easily tackle Manx. Yeah. Just so easy because those are, you know, you're, you're all Q Celtic languages. Mm-hmm. And it's just, oh, I know that word, I know that word. And with Manx, as you know, if you read it out loud, all of a sudden you realize, oh, wait, it's just, <laughs> it's Irish. just Irish. It's just Irish. <laughs> it's just, it's Irish. It's, so Manx is beautiful. It's wonderful. Yeah. It's almost identical to Irish, except the spelling and the pronunciation and the phonemes that are used are identical to English. Yeah. So yeah. it's, if you were spelling Irish words and sentences out phonetically in English, you'd end up with Manx. So Dev, Dev sent over the Irish Folklore Commission to record all the last speakers. And it was one of the first, I, I had to do a survey once and I got a hundred euro uh, book voucher and I went and bought all of the recordings with oh. the transcripts. Wow. Because, you know, like when you're 20, you're never actually going to spend 90 euro on all of the uh, Manx transcripts oh. of the final native speakers. But then, um, you know, if somebody gives you yeah, 100 you euro, because I used, cause like I, used, I used to go into the UCD um bookshop and just oh, stare yes. at it and just like one day I will buy you <laughs> and I did like, like, so everyone dream big <laughs> maybe one day you can also own the all of Manx the Manx collection. <laughs> the Manx folklore collection was was to you what the guitar was in Wayne's world exactly she will be mine she will, she will and, be mine and she was mm-hmm. of course they, like they, they brought Manx back yeah like, there's now a Manx Gael school and there are now people speaking so it died out as a native language and mm-hmm. was resurrected. Well, it was declared dead, yes. Yeah, so I mean, the thing is that the, the person who brought back did learn from native speakers. So like it was extinct, but it just mm. meant that nobody was born. There, it, there wasn't a period where nobody spoke Manx. Yeah. Mm. Um, so I think uh, the guy died in 1972 um, and obviously had all the recordings. And the guy who did a lot of the um, work with the Irish Folklore Commission, he then could speak fluently and he did. There was a brilliant documentary on T.G. Carr called Turris Hookera and uh, three lads who went from Connemara in a Bodmore or Galway Hooker and they went around the coast of Ireland across to Douglas in the Isle of Man and all the way up to the Scottish coast and there's a brilliant scene where one lad is speaking Manx Gaelic and the other guy is speaking Connemara Irish <laughs> they just understand each other because it is just yeah. just like that. It's beautiful. They Like when you hear the recordings they can be quite sad because mm. um Obviously, this is a language which at that stage nobody had recorded yeah. and people were living very rural lives. And you know, there, there were people who hadn't spoken the language in decades, discovering that not quite their neighbour, but from across the valley could also speak it and being put into a room together, speaking it for the first time and realising they actually knew someone who also could speak it. Like, mm. it's quite incredible. It is quite sad as well that that. Yeah. How how quickly something can just disappear? And it's not just it's not just languages like the 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 um, the folklore commission have done an amazing job on forest paleologists. They've done an amazing job in preserving songs, stories, poetry, everything. Like uh, the work that they did with Joe Heaney alone, Joseph O'Haney from from Connemara. There was a film about him, Song of Granite, a yeah. really really brilliant movie. Um, but like the folklore commission has a website where you can go and listen to Joe Heaney. Mm-hmm sing songs, recite stories, everything. These these are songs that, in some cases, his recording is the only time anyone has ever written down these lyrics or recorded this song. And it's just, we can't, we can't lose these. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just... I get this because sometimes like I might share an entry from Deneen which would say this is, you know, a lyric of a song that's a really, you know, peculiar expression of a sentence. And so goes, well, where's the rest of that song, Tark? And I was like, I don't know and no one else does. And that's oh. really sad. It's gone. 
Go future on. years, your Twitter accounts are going to be doing the work of the Folklore Commission. It's like... Oh, God. The word fancy <laughs> used to mean many things. Here we have... <laughs> <laughs> so, before we wrap up, I wanted, there's two things I want to talk about, which are the names of wonderful furry animals. Mm -hmm. But also, I wanted to talk a little bit about the context, say, these... Um, what's the Irish for a rooster? Krillach. Hmm. And there was, you, you introduced people to the kinds of Krillach. <laughs> the various kinds of, of, of Krillach. Krillach, yeah. Exist yeah. On Twitter, that yeah. exist on Twitter, yeah. 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 And Cox. Cox. Yeah. <laughs> so are we talking about Cox here, Darren? We are indeed, <laughs> we're talking about Cox. And this has become just like an incredibly good resource for breaking down the actual, the ways people think they're having original thoughts sometimes, but then they realize that these things have been heard a million times before by the person who's been corrected, being bored, being being talked over. And when you isolate them in some sense, and I'd be reading 75 of them, oh yeah, God, those other people are awfully just, and then it goes, oh my God, I said one of those once. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I have sometimes, even myself, because like, <laughs> you know, after I have created them, I then say something very similar. I'm mm -hmm. like, ah, oh, damn it, I'm a Twitter cock. Ah. Oh. Other people are so stupid. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but other people are stupid. It, it's a truth. We're great. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. And, but, it's, <laughs> but this it this just struck me and something i've always tried to do because i started the irish for very shortly after being about to just you know leave twitter altogether and then i thought maybe this is a, there was a way i could you know do something that was meaningful to me um when my my, my dad wasn't well I, irish was really really dear to him really important to him i wanted to know why, why i connected and sharing some of the stuff that i learned and realizing that people connected the same way worked for me and then as and then shortly within the next few months the the marriage equality referendum kicked in and i realized suddenly i was um it was a way to talk about it without talking about it yeah and then i see what you're doing you're just like a million times better <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, like, I mean, I try and, and sometimes I, I do stuff that's maybe very regional specific or just very heavy. And I'm like, do you know, what? people are kind of looking at my feeds to get a little bit happier. And that's mm. that's what during the most recent referendum, you know, yeah. I did feel, I suppose, a bit of pressure to just be very happy on my feed. And yeah. I wasn't and that wasn't like necessarily a false um happiness or anything but it was just I did feel the need that like okay I could say something that yeah. 200 people have already said this hour on yeah. their feeds um, whereas you know just putting up a picture of a bear saying you're doing okay could actually have a lot more effects than saying we should have um, access to healthcare in this country yes. <laughs> you know it, it really did because this is one thing that I realised on the ground campaigning for repeal in the last one is there were a lot of people there were so many people out there wanting to see this change happen in society and there were just so many people voting for it so many people telling their friends they were going to vote for it but there weren't a lot of people going you're doing a great job pal mm -hmm. be happy keep it up it's good so yeah like to be honest with you the fanciness meant a lot to me like it was great like it was really really good yeah. and so did so did your almost at times relentless positivity <laughs> 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 yeah, no, it's like, yeah. you guys, you guys occupy a space on Twitter that very few people are in where it's just, because it's a cesspool. It's just full of awful, awful people. Some of them are cocks, some of them are fancy cocks, some of them are... are Dicks. 
And some of them are dick dicks. Yeah, some of them are dick dicks. And some uh, of them think they're on the on the on some of them think they're goodies. Hey man. Do. Yeah. Some of us are goodies. Some yeah. of us are real good guys, you know. Some of them you are... guys are the real good guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen my Patreon page? <laughs> What's your Patreon link? Um, wait, I didn't can follow that up. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we can share it in the show notes anyway. <laughs> Don't ask questions you can't answer. Just, oh, rookie mistake, rookie mistake. The Irish for a polar bear is one of my favorite um, international animal entries. This is bear bomb, mm-hmm. which is just classic, a white bear. And like, I mean, in a lot of English speaking regions of the world where there are polar bears, Yes. So the two places, yeah. um, they do sometimes call it white bear as well. So like it, it's it's not qu- quite as. I think know, we call close, it brown bear. We yeah. call it black bear. Yeah. It makes the, sense. The closer you get to the pole, the less important it is to point out that the bear is polar in its yes. habitat. <laughs> so you kind of go, "What bear? The white one." Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's important to tell people that yeah. the bear is white because yeah. you know that they can hunt seals by covering their nose. I like do. They, they actually do that. Of course you know that. <laughs> of course you know that. When I say do you know something, I mean Derek. Yes. My well. every man friend here. The podcast host who at least will have the grace to pretend I, he doesn't know something. I, I do I do sometimes wonder though, like, is that a regular thing or was it just a scientist saw a bear with his does it matter? It, it doesn't. No, done. no, no, no. I believe it and we're gonna say it. It definitely happens all the time. So that's that's yeah, no, they definitely put their <laughs> this is not a visual medium, me. This is not a visual medium. I thought you were dabbing for a second. No. no, I was being a polar bear. No, polar. no, whenever my niece, like she, um, like say, okay, try and like be an animal, I'll guess what you're being. So I always um, do a polar bear and I put my hands on my nose and she goes, oh, a bear. I was like, no, you can't see me. No, what? <laughs> <laughs> so before we wrap up, we maybe say what, what our favorite Irish Irish language terms for an animal uh, of note, of, uh, an interesting animal. Oh, Let you go first there. <laughs> I'm going to have to go with uh, the Irish for otter, which mm-hmm. is, you can have two choices. If you want to call uh, an otter a madra ishka, you can, which means water dog. Or alternatively, you can call an otter a doverhu, which means water dog. Good. Okay, I'm going to go for a bit of a Ruthie Fizz one. Ooh. Um, Ooh. Mine is um, Olfest Gila, which is a Gila monster. Olfest Gila. Wow. I love it. Olfest, mm-hmm. which, which, which means like monster or yeah. dragon or but it's I think, a mythical but I, monster. But I, think, but I think it's much nicer than just, you know, like... Gila monsters, yeah. just but like a whatever, like mm. because it literally fixed. translates to super mm-hmm. warm. Exactly, yeah. So like, it's that all there that makes it just oh, a bit. Man. It all makes it more just than such a, a great uh, prefix. This mm-hmm. is class. Like all are Superman. All fair. Mm-hmm. Oh, fair. What's uh, yours? Well, I like, I like Delph for dolphin. Delph, nice. Okay. And I like Brock for badger. Yeah, that's oh, a good, yeah, that's, that's a solid, cool. that's yeah. a solid that's one, pretty, yeah. Pretty but visually, I like koala for the two fathers in a row. It's hardly an Irish animal now, to be honest with you. <laughs> Mind you, <laughs> Gila Monster isn't either, so... No, so that's true, that's yeah, fair. yeah, we're yeah. Kinda, kinda let you both slide with that one. <laughs> Did you have another bear, a, a point of interest, a bear? Um, oh, no, I just think that um, if I am going to introduce Phoenix, 
to Phoenix Park a bear. This is one of your great yeah, th- Ruth Fitz presidential projects. Wait, are you going to bring them into the zoo or just the Phoenix Park? Phoenix Park. Uh, because like, there's Would no natural predator. Yeah, but at the moment we have to shoot the deer to keep okay. the population down. So, you know, I mean, bring you'd, in you'd three bears. You'd rather see a bear eating a deer yeah. than having a bear shoot. So, like, yeah. I mean, I, I have perfectly planned this all out. Um, maybe we can talk later about, you know, getting this true legislation. Um, <laughs> I think I can do it for a billion um, because we'll need to obviously build bear bridges to other like maybe Glendalough and then afterwards like going bear a bridges sound like bear bridge yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but it, it's we, worth it's worth the can investment interest you in a bear tunnel I, I think I think a bear bridge is going to be bear bridge sounds like an actor whose father was a <laughs> bear bridge sounds like a yeah it sounds like a a, a guy who uh, you know um, does survival programs drinks his own urine yeah I just, a budget Bear Grylls, Bear Just Bridge. talking about Bear Bridge it reminds me of Banbridge and you know that Crozier uh, has, who was on the ill-fated um, Arctic voyage with Franklin oh, yeah. um, has his statue in the roundabout surrounded surrounded by four polar bears which I think is a bit mean because he probably got eaten one by one. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing and, and Thomas Crean who managed not to get eaten by, mm-hmm. Fair play to him. Uh, by anything uh, <laughs> doesn't have doesn't have a statue of polar bears or penguins or anything of the sort. There you go. Oh, you sort that out as well. I, I think bears to be in the fair, Phoenix I Park think, and a big statue yeah. of Tom Crane surrounded yeah. by all manner of Arctic and Antarctic animals. Mm-hmm. I think if you disappear without a trace for a hundred years, like it's a bit more, you know, we're gonna put a statue of you there with polar mm-hmm. bears. Whereas if you come back and you know you didn't get is, eaten, it's a bit. I just think that like Tom Crean was a carry man, so he definitely hated one act, one man plays. <laughs> <laughs> he probably liked beer. Yeah, he I, opened I, a pub. Like, he retired he, to carry. He's okay with that, but I think commemorating him with a one man, one act play may have may, might just be like um, a bit too <laughs> notionally. Um, like all we've done is commemorate uh, Ernest Shackleton with a bunch of yeah. sub par seafood restaurants. Oh, God, yeah. I think Didn't he have right. a play, though? He got a play. Oh, he probably got several yeah, plays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Brits claimed him as well. Like. Yeah. Well, Shackleton, how Irish was he? He's from Kildare. Yeah. So He's pretty Irish. Good 75, 80%. He was 100% Irish. <laughs> <laughs> Just happened to be landed gentry. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> it was a, a Sir Ernest yeah. Shackleton. But sure, <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, see, he wasn't a craniac. We're, we're a broad church here, you know what I mean? Like, we welcome all sorts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. We, we literally that. claim anyone who's <laughs> a little bit Irish. Yeah. So he's, he's in the Day, Day Lewis, uh, Townsend State. Oh, he's more no, Irish he, than he, Day he, Lewis. More yeah. Irish than, than Day Lewis. Um, sort of less Irish than, um, you know, uh, Pierce Brosnan. He's in, he's in between Daniel Day Lewis and Pierce Brosnan. Okay. Pierce Brosnan, yeah. 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 Like, he's way more Irish than Sean Spicer. Yes. Well, I mean, yeah. Pierce Brosnan actually, just to, to kind of come full circle, has probably has maybe been doing some very wholesome dad content on Instagram, and as mm. kind of a, which is a kind of a nice way of bringing things back. I think it's um, but like, but that's we can talk about that. Some I really time. haven't paid much attention Who to cares? anything he's I done don't... since. Taffin. <laughs> yeah, Taffin was class. Ta- oh, ta- well, Taffin is like fatal deviation of the eighties. That that's unfair to Taffin, but yeah, I'm not allowed. <laughs> so. Kudos on uh, getting another Fatal Deviation reference look, into your podcast. I'm, I'm going to do a Fatal Deviation episode and we are going to reenact it with the motherfucker cast. I am so down with that. <laughs> I mean, I am so down with that. I do want the Mikey Graham parts, but 
Did we I do, can do sound do effects. It's, <laughs> the funny thing is, like, um, are you like the Michael Winslow of, of Irish Twitter? <laughs> clippity clop, clippity clop. No, Beep. then. <laughs> so, uh, so Patter's going through a metal detector, like, meep, meep, <laughs> until he has to take off his, his trousers and his shirt. I know it's terrible, but we'll get there. We're just going to leave that one. <laughs> I just. I, I think it's funny that like for oh for as as you know I, that how everyone gets the Michael Winslow reference even if they've never seen a police academy movie. Do they though? They do. I just thought everyone over a certain age has seen a police academy guy. movie because because it was just shown on RTE every Christmas. Like one of them was, and there's eight of them. Um, I've they're just terrible movies, but they're I think I prefer still watch them. <laughs> But like, no, I mean, just have about. you never seen a police academy movie? No. You know when you're at coppers and you're talking to a guard in the smoking section, I was like, was it was Temple More like police academy? And like, no, it was like Temple More. <laughs> no. Temple More, yeah, but that's I know what Temple More is. Yeah. I also know what police academy is, but I've never been driven to ask a guard in coppers that question. Yeah. You're too you're too busy, you're pretty getting lucky. Well, <laughs> well I'm there thinking about my life choices. Why am I in coppers not shifting anyone? <laughs> Anywho. Uh, before we wrap up. <laughs> Before we wrap up, where can people find you on the internet? They can find me air on Twitter at uh, Ruthie Fizz. There's mm-hmm. two Zs there. Um, and yeah, they should just go there and they should follow me because, yeah, it's all about the numbers. Absolutely. It feeds into, you know, my self-worth. So just go, please, please. Good stuff. Sweet, <laughs> sweet validation. <laughs> so... We'll be sharing some more wonderful um, Irish language names for cute animals and cool animals and interesting animals in the show notes for this. And but in the meantime, it is a slant from me. It's a big slant, won't you? And it's a slant from me. We'll catch you next time. Dark here. Thank you so much to Ruthie for joining us today and for obviously for Patter, as always, coming along. Motherfucker comes out every Friday on the Head Stuff Podcast Network. If you can't wait that long until your next podcast fix, Head Stuff has many other wonderful shows, including Sexy Beasts and Words to That Effect. If you want to contact the show, you can email us at motherfucker at headstuff.org or at the Irish Four on Twitter or at motherfucker on Twitter. Thanks to Kirsten for doing the artwork for today's show. Thanks to Brian for producing, and thanks to the entire Head Stuff Podcast team. Please like, rate, and review Motherfucker wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, Slon. This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Vitamin C comes from narwhals, from narwhals, from narwhals. <laughs> I think we're good here. <laughs>